لَهُ دَعْوَةُ الْحَقِّ To him alone is دَعْوَةُ الْحَقِّ The supplication of truth. Meaning asking him, calling upon him, begging him is right. دَعْوَةُ What does da'wah mean? To call. So لَهُ For him da'wa calling is الحق It is right. In other words, if a person is making dua, and he's making dua to Allah, then yes, that is right. And if he's making dua to someone else, then that is not haq, that is not right. It is correct, it is right, it is justified to ask him, to beg him, call upon him, and it is haq, meaning it will work. Calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that will work. Why? Because all power is His and everything belongs to Him. And if a person calls upon other than Allah, then وَالَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِهِ Those who call upon others besides Him, لَا يَسْتَجِيبُونَ لَهُمْ بِشَيْءٍ They do not respond to them with anything. When people make dua to other than Allah, then are they responded? No, not at all. Who hears duas? Allah. Who answers them? Only Him. Not other than Him. It, this is just like if you are calling someone, you want to call your mother, and you call her on her mobile number. Will you get through to her? Yeah. Either she'll pick up, or if she doesn't pick up, she'll see your missed call, or you know she will get your message or something. You'll get through to her. Why? Because you're calling her on her cell phone number. But if you call on a wrong number, or just randomly... You dial a number and you say, you know what, I want to get to my mom. Are you going to get to her? Is it going to work? No. You'll be told, this number does not exist. Right? Or sometimes it happens that you're calling somewhere and the bell is ringing and ringing and ringing. And what do you get? There was no answer. There was no answer. Why? The other person didn't pick up the phone. Hmm? So when a person is calling upon other than Allah, it's like calling on a wrong number. Literally, it's like calling on a wrong number. That call is not going to be successful. It's not going to work. If you want your du'as answered, then call upon Allah, not other than Allah. Because those besides Allah, لَا يَسْتَجِيبُونَ لَهُمْ بِشَيْءٍ They don't respond at all. إِلَّا except, meaning their example, calling upon others besides Allah, is just like kabasiti kafayhi, like the basit of his kafay. Basit, from basata. Basata is to stretch, to spread out. Hmm? Kafay, dual of kaf. What is kaf? The palm of your hand. So a person making dua to other than Allah is like someone who is extending his palm out. Okay, do that. Open hand, just stretch it forward. Yeah, okay. So a person doing that. ma Towards water. Okay? Towards water. So imagine this is a water bottle. Okay? And I extend my hand out to the water bottle. Hmm? And I say, water come. Come in my hand. Please come. Please. And I cry and I beg, water please come, please come. Is it going to come? Why? Because water doesn't even know I'm calling it. Water cannot move itself. 
It cannot answer me. It cannot respond to me. So likewise, when a person is calling out to others besides Allah, he's calling out to who? Inanimate beings, beings that are weak, incapable of hearing, of responding, of helping in any way. It's a foolish act to ask water to come to your mouth. It's like, you know, when children, they just sit before their food. And you're like, the food is not going to go in your mouth. You have to hold your fork and take the food up in your mouth yourself. Hmm? So the example of such people is, كَبَاسِطِ كَفَّيْهِ إِلَى الْمَاءِ لِيَبْلُغَ فَاهُ So that the water can reach his mouth. If you're just stretching your hand out, asking the water to reach your mouth, it's not going to reach. What do you have to do? What do you have to do? You have to grab that water bottle with your hand and you have to take it to your mouth. You have more power than water. And this is what Allah is telling us. You are more capable than the beings whom you call upon. You are better off yourself. You can help yourself more than they can help you. Because they cannot even hear you. They cannot even move themselves. Think about it. Who's more capable? You or water? You. You can move it. You can drink it. You can throw it. You can talk to water all you want. You can sing to it. You can cry before it. You can share your feelings. It doesn't care. It doesn't know. It's a foolish act, right? Which is why you're laughing. So likewise, when someone calls upon other than Allah, then this is a very foolish act. وَمَا هُوَ بِبَالِغِهِ It's never going to reach it. It's never going to reach his mouth. وَمَا دُعَاءُ الْكَافِرِينَ إِلَّا فِي ضَلَالٍ And the supplication of the disbelievers is not but an error. Meaning it's lost. It doesn't get responded. It's futile. It never reaches its goal. It's unsuccessful. It's wasted. You see when a believer, when he calls upon Allah, then that dua is always responded to. How? How? Either the person is given exactly what he wants, or some evil is repelled from him, or some reward is kept for him in the hereafter. You know, something is done. His dua is always beneficial. This is why the ulama have said that dua is an accepted act of worship. It's definitely accepted. Because it's accepted in different ways, right? So it's mustajab. Dua is mustajab. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Himself says that He responds to ujibu da'wata da'i idha da'an. But those who call upon other than Allah, then their du'as, are they ever answered? No, they're wasted. Now another way of understanding this is that a person is trying to take water in his palm. Hmm? Open palm, open hand. If you take, if you scoop up water in your open hand and you try to make it reach your mouth, will it reach? No, it won't. So likewise, a person can try a lot, you know, going after false gods. What is he going to get? Nothing. What is he going to get? Nothing is going to reach him. He can sacrifice, he can spend his life, he can beg for hours, nothing is going to reach him. This is why, beg Allah alone. وَلِلَّهِ يَسْجُدُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ And to Allah prostrates everything, whoever that is in the heavens, and whoever that is in the earth, طَوْعًا willingly, وَكَرْهًا and unwillingly. There are those who prostrate to Allah seeking His pleasure, they find comfort, they find joy, they find peace in sajda. And there are others who do sajda just because they have to. They're being forced to. Like the munafiqeen, how do they pray? Kusala, lazily. They don't remember Allah. 
in the prayer at all. So everyone prostrates to Allah, some willingly and some unwillingly. And if they don't prostrate at all, like there are many people who refuse to do sajda at all, Iblis refuse to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then remember that وَظِلَالُهُمْ And their shadows. If you don't put your body down in sajda, then definitely your shadow will. بِالْغُدُوِّ In the mornings, وَالْآصَالِ And also in the afternoons. ظِلَال is a plural of ظِل Shadow. And غُدُو Morning. And آصَال Afternoon. Evening. Meaning as the sun rises, as the sun sets at that time, shadows are very long. Like they say, shadows are very tall. But where are they? On the ground. Laying before Allah, doing sajda. You know, an arrogant person is standing. I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to listen. But his shadow is on the ground. Shadow is on the ground. So everything is submissive before Allah. And if a person refuses, then he's only harming himself. قُلْ say, مَرَّبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Who is the Lord of the heavens and the earth? قُلْ say, Allah. Allah is the Lord of the heavens and the earth. قُلْ say, أَفَتَّخَذْتُمْ مِن دُونِهِ أَوْلِيَاءِ Then have you taken besides Allah awliya, protectors, friends? Meaning when He alone is the creator, the master, the owner, then how can you be go? How can you be calling upon others besides Allah, and especially those who لا يملكون لأنفسهم نفعا ولا ضرا, who do not possess even for themselves any benefit nor any harm. If they're not able to benefit themselves, if they're not able to protect themselves from danger, then how can they help you? How can they protect you? You know, like the example of water that I gave. Water needs you. Right? For example, if you have a jug full of water and you leave it on the table uncovered, can the water cover itself? It cannot. It needs you. You are stronger. So how can you ask water to help you? It cannot help you. Likewise, every other being that is worshipped besides Allah, every being that is worshipped besides Allah is weak. It cannot benefit itself, it cannot protect itself. Only Allah is powerful. Because He is the Creator, and everyone besides Him is what? What is it? The creation. And creation is weak. Go ahead. So you wouldn't want to ask someone for help if they don't have the means and the capability themselves. Like if you see someone on the street who's uh, like a, a person who doesn't have a home or doesn't have food, you wouldn't ask them for food because obviously they don't have anything themselves. They can't benefit themselves. If they can't bring themselves food, then how on earth are they going to give you any food? Exactly. And if they have it, okay, then it makes sense you ask them. But when they don't have it, then how can you ask them? They're weak. They're incapable. So, أَفَتَّخَذْتُمْ مِن دُونِهِ أَوْلِيَا لَا يَمْلِكُونَ لِأَنفُسِهِمْ نَفْعًا وَلَا ضَرًّا قُلْ سَيْ هَلْ يَسْتَوِ الْأَعْمَى وَالْبَصِيرِ Are the blind and the seeing the same? Are they the same? Completely opposite, right? Likewise, أَمْ or هَلْ تَسْتَوِ الظُّلُمَاتُ وَالنُّورِ Darkness and light, can they be the same? Are they equal? No, complete opposites. So how can you liken the creator with the creation? 
How can you think that the creation can do what the Creator can do? No. How can you go to the creation the way you should go to the Creator? How can you love the creation the way you should love the Creator? How can you beg the creation the way you should beg the Creator? They're opposites, completely different. أَمْ جَعَلُوا لِلَّهِ Or have they made for Allah partners? They have said for Allah partners about whom they think that خَلَقُوا كَخَلْقِهِ Who have created like His creation. Meaning, or do they think that there are others besides Allah who have also created something? Who have the power to create? Who have a hand in the creation? Is there anyone who has a hand in the creation? Is there anyone besides Allah? No, only He is the creator. People can try to change. They can try to begin. They can try to end the process of creation. But if Allah does not allow, those changes can never happen. Never It's like, you know, people, they try desperately, desperately to cause a fetus to grow inside the womb of a mother. One attempt, another attempt, so many attempts. Doesn't work. And there are others who try to stop it. If Allah does not allow, it's never going to stop. So, do they think that there are others besides Allah who have a hand in the creation? And so, فَتَشَابَهَ الْخَلْقُ عَلَيْهِمْ So the creation was made to Tashabaha for them. Tashabaha meaning it was made to resemble each other. So basically when things resemble each other, you're not able to tell them apart. You get confused. What is what? So in other words, do they think that there are other creators besides Allah? So they are confused. You know, this is Allah's creation and this is the creation of such and such God and this is the creation of such and such God. There's nothing like that. Who's the creator? Allah, قُلِ اللَّهُ خَالِقُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ Say, Allah is the creator of everything. Everything. Who's the creator? Allah. No one but Allah. وَهُوَ الْوَاحِدِ And He is one. القهار, the prevailing. The one who prevails over all. Before whom everyone is humble. So think, reflect and realize that Allah is one. He alone is the creator. He alone is the owner of benefit and loss. Then how can others besides Him be worshipped? Don't you see the difference between opposites? The difference between night and day, blind and seeing? Then how can you liken the creator with the creation? How can you resemble the perfect one with imperfect beings? There is no resemblance. There is no comparison. So what do we learn from this ayah? That the rights of Allah should be given to him only. Don't give them to others. Because that is injustice. That is not fair. And what are the rights of Allah? That He alone should be worshipped. He alone should deserve our ultimate love, fear. He alone we must depend on, hope from. Revere and respect. The respect that we must give to Allah, not to be shared with anybody else. أَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً He sent down water from the sky. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down from the sky, what? Water. And what is that water called? What is it called? Rain. Good. Now, one is the physical water that falls from the sky that we call rain. Hmm? Is that mercy? Yes. Is it beneficial? Of course. Is it a source of life? Yeah? 
Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also sent another kind of rain. And what is that rain? Intangible rain. That is a rain of revelation. Wahi. Knowledge that He has sent. The Qur'an that He has sent. And that is a source of spiritual life. That is the life of our hearts. Hmm? So, أَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً When He sent down water from the sky, what happened? فَسَالَتْ سَالَتْ So it flowed, it streamed, it flooded. أَوْدِيَةٌ Valleys بِقَدَرِهَا According to their capacity. سَالَتْ is from the root that is سِينْ يَا لَامْ سَيْلْ سَيْلْ literally means to flow. You know when water is flowing, a stream, you know, streaming, that is sail. And the word sail is also used for a flood. Because when there is a flood, then water is not just sitting in one place. It's constantly flowing. It's constantly moving forward. And it's taking along with it everything that comes in its way. Okay, sail. So salat awdiyatun. Awdiyah is the plural of wadin. And what is wadin? The passage between mountains. The passage that is between mountains. Now when rain falls, what happens? Water collects. Where? In pathways. Passages. Whether those passages, those pathways are narrow or they're wide, they're big, they're deep or they're small, whether they're between mountains or between houses. Okay? So the rain came down and these valleys, these ravines, these passageways, these gorges... What happened? They became filled with water and flowing with water. Streams of water. Do you see that? When rain falls? Hmm? That how the water falls on your roof, the rain water, gets collected on the side. And what happens? It falls down from there. And then you see the water is flowing off on the side. Hmm? But then what happens? If there is a lot of water, then every gap is going to be filled with water. So, فَسَالَتْ أَوْدِيَةٌ بِقَدَرِهَا According to their measure, according to their capacity. Meaning, if the valley or if the passageway, if the pathway is deep and wide, then how much water is it going to retain? A lot. How much water is going to go through? A lot. But if that passage is narrow, small, tight, then how much water will go through there? A little bit, not that much. So, فَسَالَتْ أَوْدِيَةٌ بِقَدَرِهَا But then what happens? As the torrent, it increases. The rain keeps falling. The water keeps coming. Then, فَاحْتَمَلَ السَّيْلُ Then the sail, sail meaning the flood, it carries, احْتَمَلَ from حَمْل That water, it carries زَبَدًا Foam رَابِيًا Rising زَبَد زَيْبَدًا Is the foam that comes at the surface of water. Especially when the water is flowing with a lot of force and pressure in a lot of quantity. When you open up your tap a little bit, hmm, and the water is just trickling down, are there any air bubbles there? No. Any foam there? No. But if you open it full pressure, and you know some taps are like that, full pressure and what's going to happen? The water is not going to be clear, it's going to be like white. Hmm? And you put your hand under and your hand is full of bubbles. Right? So this is zabad. Now that water coming out from your tap is very nice and clean. Hmm? 
This is why those bubbles will also be very clear and clean. But you're talking about a flood over here. Water that is going through streets between mountains. What kind of zabad is it going to have? Hmm. A lot and also not that clean. And it's rabia. Rabia from raba wow. Riba is also from the same root. What does it mean? To rise. To grow. So this scum, this foam is rising. Meaning more pressure, more water. The torrent, it's very fierce. So there's so much foam rising at the top. The foam is not at the bottom with the water. Where is it? On the surface. It will be on the surface. فَاحْتَمَلَ السَّيْلُ زَبَدَ الرَّابِيَةِ Now this kind of foam is also seen somewhere else. Where is it seen? وَمِمَّا And from that which يُقِدُونَ عَلَيْهِ يُقِدُونَ عَلَيْهِ They heat it. يُقِدُونَ وَوْقَافْ دَالْ Waqt is to burn, to heat up. Remember وَقُود وَقُودُهَا النَّاسُ وَالْحِجَارَةِ Fuel. So وَقَدَ is to burn, to heat up. So this foam is also seen on that which they heat up. Where? فِنَّار In the fire. Why do they heat this material up in the fire? إِبْتِغَاءَ In order to seek, meaning in order to make hilya, jewelry, أو متاعن, or goods, utensils. What is it talking about? What is jewelry made from? What are utensils made from? Metals, right? Whether it's gold or silver or brass or aluminum, whatever it may be. But how is it made? Have you ever seen the process of how gold is refined or how silver is purified? How? It is heated to the point that it becomes liquid. It becomes liquid. But you know that when gold is extracted, when silver is extracted, it's not in a pure form. It's mixed with mud. It's mixed with dirt. It's mixed with other metals. Now if it's mixed with other metals, it's not pure. So what do they do? They burn it, they heat it up, so literally it becomes liquid. And the other scrap that they don't need, basically the impurities, where do they come? At the surface. And then what do they do? When the metal dries up, when it cools down, when it solidifies, they just scrape off the impurities. Even if there is a little bit of impurity, a little bit of impurity, it will just come to the surface. And what will happen? It will be removed. Now the word mata' mim ta'ain, it is basically something that is of use, of benefit, and it refers to utensils over here. Hmm? So when they're burning it, when they're heating it up, Allah says, Zabadu mithlu. There is zabad, there is foam that is very similar to it. You know, when there's large quantities of these metals being heated up, literally, you know, when it's boiling, you will see the foam. You will see the foam at the top. You know when you're boiling, let's say, pasta or something like that, what do you see at the top? Foam. Right? So, زَبَدَ مِثْلُهُ كَذَلِكَ يَضْرِبُ اللَّهُ الْحَقَّ وَالْبَاطِلِ Thus does Allah give the example of truth and falsehood. How is this an example of truth and falsehood? There is water beneath, foam at the top. Gold beneath, and foam impurities at the top. Allah says, فَأَمَّا الزَّبَدْ As for the foam. And what is the foam? The impurities. What happens to it? فَيَذْهَبُ So it goes away. جُفَاءَ What does جُفَاءَ mean? One that is cast off. One that is discarded. 
Jafa is basically that which is useless. Rubbish. Rubbish. You know when there's a lot of water somewhere, like a flood? Okay? It carries in it everything. Cars, garbage, pieces of wood, pieces of metal. I mean, there's everything. What happens as the water reduces, it recedes, it subsides? What happens? Everything settles. Right? And whatever settles on the sides okay, of the water, on the bank, on the shore, that is called jufa. You understand what it is now? Pieces of wood, rubbish, garbage. You know when you go to the beach? When you go to the beach, what do you see on the side, on the sand? Garbage. Plastic bags, pieces of wood, rubbish. That's what you see. Why? Because the pure water, the torrent, when it came with force, all that scum, all that dirt just got left and the pure water went its way. So, فَأَمَّا الزَّبَدُ فَيَذْهَبُ جُفَاءً It is discarded. وَأَمَّا مَا يَنْفَعُ النَّاسِ But as for that which benefits the people, فَيَمْكُثُ فِي الْأَرْضِ So it remains in the earth. It has stability in the earth. What benefits people? Water, gold, silver, right? They are of use. They have value. Everything else is discarded. It is thrown away. Those impurities, you get rid of them. كَذَلِكَ يَضْرِبُ اللَّهُ الْأَمْسَالِ Thus does Allah strike examples. So just uh, an idea of... Back at the mill, workers put the now-dried silver precipitate into an oven, along with chemicals which prevent silver from burning off. Approximately four hours later, the silver and waste have separated and melted. Workers pour them into bar-shaped molds. The silver, being heavier, settles at the bottom. Workers skim off the waste floating on top. In less than five minutes, the molten silver cools and hardens, enabling workers to extract what is now a silver bar. The mining company sells the bars to a refinery. For so you saw what happened? The actual silver settled at the bottom, impurities at the top, and even before it settled, they were scraped off, removed. Why? They're useless. They're not needed. Scrap. It's waste. Who wants waste? Who wants useless things? Nobody wants it. This is the example of haqq and batil. Now let's go over this example again. A few lessons. First of all, you see, rain falls down. And the valleys, the rivers, they collect water, they carry water according to their capacity. Each takes you know, according to its capacity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends knowledge. He has sent the Qur'an. He has sent revelation. But each person will take from it according to his or her capacity. Some take more and others take less. The Qur'an is 114 surahs. Some have all and some have four. Some have a few, some have more. Each person takes from the Qur'an according to his own capacity. Likewise, some people retain more and others, they retain less, they forget. The valleys, what do they represent? The hearts. And you see, according to its capacity, it will retain. Now, what's the capacity of your heart? The desire that you have. Because when you have desire for something, then really your capacity for it increases. Your capacity for it increases. And you know what happens at iftar time. When you have desire for those samosas, 
then you have three and you know oily food first thing is not good for you but what happens you're like it's okay I can have another one it's okay I can have another one it's okay I can have another one to the point that you have filled yourself so much that you can barely sit so you're reclining and you're standing and you're walking awkward and you find it difficult to stand in taraweeh how did you manage to stuff yourself with food how desire when you want something your capacity for it increases So when a person wants knowledge, when a person wants guidance, when a person wants Qur'an, when he wants Hidayah, then what happens? He's never satisfied. He keeps asking Allah for more, for more, for more. And then that valley just keeps filling up, filling up with water, filling up. Now as that torrent, as it increases, when it flows, then foam rises to the surface. The same happens to the heart. When a person gains knowledge, then there are many doubts, confusions, questions that were buried somewhere in his heart. Now with that knowledge coming, what happens? All of them, they rise up to the surface, the surface themselves, they reveal themselves. But remember that if a person keeps gaining knowledge with sabr, then what will happen? All those questions, those doubts, they will get resolved one after the other because that garbage that's coming to the surface will go off to the side and the water will be left clean. But if a person stops, then what will happen? If there's garbage somewhere, and you pour a little bit of water, or a little bit of water is collected over there, then what will happen? That place will become nice and clean? No. It will become a breeding ground for more problems. So what do we learn from this? You can never stop learning. You can never have enough of divine knowledge. You're always in need of it. The more you gain it, the better it is for you. The more problems and questions and doubts that you will have in your heart, they will keep getting resolved until the water will become pure. That faith will turn into yaqeen. It will be solidified. It will develop ikhlas, sincerity. And you see, when you learn about the deen, you realize the different problems that you have in your heart. You find out, oh, I have problems with jealousy. I have issues with... You know, forgiving others. And I have maybe this kind of hypocrisy in me, this problem in me. But if you keep learning, keep striving, then what will happen? All these impurities, they will rise to the surface and they will be discarded. They will be discarded. Sometimes what happens is that as we learn, we see our shortcomings. We see our mistakes. And we say, you know what? I better stop learning. Because I am not able to fix myself. No. Keep learning. Keep asking Allah. And improvement will come. Likewise, you see at the end of the verse what is mentioned, that what is beneficial to people, that remains. Hmm? That stays in the earth. That lasts. That will have stability. Now, to be of that level, like for example gold, in its raw form, or when it's mixed with impurities, Is it beneficial? No. But when it's extracted, when it's purified, then it is very beneficial. You know, people have so many ways of extracting gold and silver from electronics. Literally electronics. Because about 80% of silver is actually manufactured for or produced for different for other reasons, not for the purpose of jewelry. For other reasons, as a metal. So what people do is that from old... Electronics, 
they will extract gold chips, silver chips through such complicated ways and procedures. They will soak that material in acid and they will soak it in a different kind of acid for so many days and they will rinse it and they will filter it and again soak it. Such a long, lengthy process. But think about it, when it's extracted, then it has value. But when that gold is sitting somewhere in your keyboard, hmm, or that silver is sitting somewhere in your keyboard, who cares? It's junk. Throw it. So to get from that level of being average and useless to being beneficial, you see, you have to go through a lot of hardship. Gold is melted, heated in fire, so that literally it turns into liquid. And for a person to be able to benefit others, he goes through hardship. Yusuf a.s. wasn't he made to go through difficulties in his life? Musa a.s. he was told, وَفَتَنَّاكَ فُتُونَا And you know what fitna is? Fitna is to burn gold or silver or metal like that in fire. So literally, people are made to go through furnaces. Literally. Why? In order to be purified. Ibrahim a.s. إِذِ بِرْتَلَى رَبُّهُ Allah tested him. And when he tested him, Ibrahim a.s. became pure and sincere for Allah. Sincerity cannot be developed unless and until we go through hardship. Quality cannot come unless we go through hardship. You have to go through the pain. And when you go through that difficult part of your life, remember it's training. And you come out better than before. Better than before. Much more valuable than before. And if you haven't gone through the trials of life, then what's your value? What can you contribute? You can't. So if you want to contribute, if you want to be beneficial, then be prepared to go through tests and difficulties. Make yourself useful. And you see, what is mentioned over here, ما يَنْفَعُ النَّاسِ فَيَمْكُثُ فِي الْأَرْضِ What benefits people, then that has stability. Anything that you have, if you want it to last, if you want it to remain, benefit people with it. So for example, ilm. If you're afraid that you're going to forget the Qur'an that you're learning, the Qur'an that you've memorized, what's the only way of making sure you remember it? Share it with somebody else. Share it with somebody else. When you will share it with somebody else, it will stay with you. And if you stop sharing, it will leave you also. And the poem was, uh, O Hawk, the rough winds only come to raise you higher. Yes. The rough winds only come to raise you higher. It's difficult going in the rough winds. It's difficult being exposed to heat and fire. Did you see that fire? It's very painful. It's very hard. But unless you go through those difficulties, you cannot improve. You cannot have value. So when tests come in life, embrace them. Don't ask for problems. Don't ask for them. But when they do come, embrace them. And remind yourself, this is my training. Because who has it easy? You want to have value? You want to do something useful? You have to go through the hardships of life. Nobody has it easy. Neither for this dunya, nor for the akhirah. And this is the example of haq and batil. Haq, it remains. And batil, it's like that scum that is wiped off because it doesn't have any bases. And the haq has bases. It has weight.
heavy silver will settle at the bottom. And the unneeded metals, they will just stay at the top and discard it. Haq has weight, it will remain. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to really embrace the difficulties that come in our life and benefit from them, grow through them, and benefit ourselves and other people. Recitation. لَهُ دَعْوَةُ الْحَقِّ وَالَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِهِ لَا يَسْتَجِيبُونَ لَهُمْ بِشَيْءٍ إِلَّا كَبَاسِطِ كَفَّيْهِ إِلَى الْمَاءِ لِيَبْلُغَ فَاهُ وَمَا هُوَ بِبَالِغِهِ وَمَا دُعَاءُ الْكَافِرِينَ إِلَّا فِي ضَلَالٍ وَلِلَّهِ يَسْجُدُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ طَوْعًا وَكَرْهًا وَظِلَالُهُمْ بِالْغُدُوِّ وَالْآصَالِ قُلْ مَنْ رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ قُلِ اللَّهِ قُلْ أَفَتَّخَذْتُمْ مِنْ دُونِهِ أَوْلِيَاءَ لَا يَمْلِكُونَ لِأَنفُسِهِمْ نَفْعًا وَلَا ضَرًّا قُلْ هَلْ يَسْتَوِي الْأَعْمَى وَالْبَصِيرُ أَمْ هَلْ تَسْتَوِي الظُّلُمَاتُ وَالنُّورُ أَمْ جَعَلُوا لِلَّهِ شُرَكَاءَ خَلَقُوا كَخَلْقِهِ فَتَشَابَهَ الْخَلْقُ عَلَيْهِمْ قُلِ اللَّهُ خَالِقُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَهُوَ الْوَاحِدُ الْقَهَّارُ أَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً فَسَالَتْ أَوْدِيَةٌ بِقَدَرِهَا فَاحْتَمَلَ السَّيْلُ زَبَدًا رَابِيًا وَمِمَّا يُوقِدُونَ عَلَيْهِ فِي النَّارِ ابْتِغَاءَ حِلْيَةٍ أَوْ مَتَاعٍ زَبَدٌ مِثْلُهُ كَذَلِكَ يَضْرِبُ اللَّهُ الْحَقَّ وَالْبَاطِلَ فَأَمَّا الزَّبَدُ فَيَذْهَبُ جُفَاءً وَأَمَّا مَا يَنْفَعُ النَّاسَ فَيَمْكُثُ فِي الْأَرْضِ كَذَلِكَ يَضْرِبُ اللَّهُ الْأَمْثَالَ سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته